0: Alright, welcome to the Peyton Years, your home for Oregon State men's basketball, the only podcast in existence dedicated solely to Oregon State men's basketball. I'm your host, Andy, and as always, I'm here with my friend Sam. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Andy. You know, it's it's been a couple
1: of weeks since we last did this. It's been been nice to kind of decompress and reset ourselves as we move into the offseason. And uh, this, I, this was a fun episode. We did the glovies. Uh, the first annual Glovee postseason awards and had a cool talk with Marlon Stewart. So it's it's all good things. The weather's nice. I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah, exactly. We've got a fun episode for you guys. We both agreed um, <clears throat> that this is the last episode of the regular season. We do the Glovies with friend of the podcast, uh, host of the popular podcast, Asville, Seth Allen. Uh, the Glovies are, of course, the traditional end of the year awards for Oregon State basketball. And then we get into a nice conversation with assistant coach Marlon Stewart about recruiting during a pandemic, kind of how he found war with Altiche, and just looking ahead to, uh, at the team next year. And we normally would play the Oregon State fight song right now, but we're having some technical difficulties. So just hum it to yourself or say a silent prayer for Sister Jean. <laughs> you know how it goes, right? You've got
1: it queued up somewhere on on, you know, your stereo yeah. system, I assume, if you're anything like Andy and I. So it shouldn't be a problem to ask.
0: Yeah, if you're anything like Sam and I, it's your ringtone for both texts and phone calls. So just wait till you get one of those. The full thing every time, <laughs> correct. The full thing every time. Um, exactly. Um, before we get into it, Sam, let's do a little quick news update for people. So we've had three players uh, put into the transfer portal from Oregon State. You saw Julian Franklin leave. You saw um, De'Aaron Tucker leave. And you also saw Tariq Silver put his name in. I think only right now, as of recording this, only Julian Franklin has landed somewhere. He's at Cal Poly. Um, but the other two will, will find a new home. Any thoughts? Uh, it's, it's sad, you know, but I don't think
1: at all surprising because, you know, you consider those guys didn't get regular minutes. Did look pretty good at times, all three of them, when they did. Silver had that rough stretch and was hurt, but he was huge in, in tournament games, mm-hmm. and uh, they were going to be in the same role next year. I mean, like it, once once they signed Chol, it was pretty obvious Tucker was going to leave as well, and uh, I think that he and Silver will end up at similar spots, uh, you know, to Cal Poly probably.
0: Yeah, it's the, all those guys we talk about it a little bit with Marlon Stewart, but. Just one tip of our cap. They all stayed locked in. It was great watching them on the bench, how engaged they were, what supportive teammates. And they all had, like you said, they all had their moments this season where they got an opportunity and they showed they belonged and played well. It just uh, is kind of like everyone's got to do the best for themselves. I'll we'll always remember De'Aaron Tucker's game versus Wyoming. He's, he. I think I'll miss him the most. I liked his postgame. He was really smooth. A little slower, but very smooth. So smooth, so crafty, so got so much
1: out of his footwork, you know, but just not the athletic ability and upside that guys like Warth and even Andela had. And, right. and so it was hard for him to, to stay out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then moving on to just a little bit other Pac 12 news Arizona fired Sean Miller, let go their head coach um, at the same time that Kansas gave Bill Self a lifetime extension. So. I guess that one-year ban, uh, self ban, really did hurt Sean.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess they didn't fire him this season because why do that during a pandemic? It really right. shows the times have changed. That Arizona hired a Gonzaga assistant to take over there.
0: Yeah, Tommy Floyd is running, uh, going to be running the show at Arizona, so that'll be interesting for the Pac-12 because Tommy Floyd is really known for his international recruiting ties. Like he's brought people to Gonzaga from. Roni Turioff all the way to present day, you know, so he's got deep recruiting ties and it'll be interesting to see what he does at a university that's as rich and I think has as much basketball tradition as Arizona, but while also has a bunch of sanctions hanging over their head. Potentially, yeah. I mean, who,
1: who knew Sean Miller that being involved in numerous criminal conspiracies constantly that lead your assistant coaches to serve jail time wouldn't serve you well in the end. But it's, good try, buddy. I guess.
0: Yeah, and I do not to sound too jaded about the state of college basketball's morality, but it is interesting that Sean Miller, you know, who is one of the only coaches, most of the other coaches in the FBA scandal, like I'm just thinking off the top of my head, the LSU coach and then Bill Self at uh, Will Wade, I believe. Yeah, Will Wade at LSU, Bill Self at Kansas, even Andy Enfield at USC was caught up in a little bit. At, uh sean was the only one to kind of admit a little bit of wrongdoing you know the self the self-induced band all, the, all those other guys just stuck to their guns and said prove it prove it and even when the proof did come out they said prove it more i don't believe you i don't recall and they all still have their jobs and just went back 12 coach of the year sean's out he's off to the nba to train uh i don't know marcus smart <laughs> none of them budged at all except
1: Arizona, despite, you know, overwhelming proof from the FBI that they did everything they weren't supposed to do. And I think the, you know, Arizona fans seeing how well everybody did from the Pac-12 in the tournament, pro- they were good. I think they would have easily made the Sweet 16, if not easily, better. You know? Easily. Yeah. That thing to not be able to um, in, in a year like this, especially, and so... Yeah. It's just sad that that's why he got that fate, not for any real good reason. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's tough. I mean, he did a good job with the program. Um, okay. All right, well, we're going to move into the Glovies uh, with Seth, and then we'll do uh, the Marlon Stewart interview at the end. So stick around, Beaver fans. We've got a lot coming up. All right, we're here with um, potential biggest fan of the Peyton year, certainly our earliest supporter, Seth Allen, host of the popular yeah. podcast, Asville. Seth, thank yeah. you for joining us.
2: Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Sam. You both have the same name on your uh, webcams, but I'm just uh, going with it. Or so, so, I both named Andy Clark
1: right Andy is responsible for all technology involved okay. in the podcast. I do not own the laptop I am using right now.
2: Andy just talked about he wants to rename his school after himself. He's making Sam have his name. he's just, <laughs> Andy's someone's got to stop Andy. he's got the he broke the curse. Uh, I think the beavers I think, I think they're enabling you and you're just a monster and it's finally coming out.
1: I the power exactly. is definitely gotten to his head. There was a time that Andy wanted me to replace F. Scott King as president of the university, and I think just for <laughs> his own selfish pursuits.
2: Yeah, you're definitely uh, going to be a puppet. You're going to be a puppet, and he was going to be pulling the strings.
1: A thousand percent
2: from the shadows.
0: Yeah, it was a real South Korea um, situation. But you guys are right. I'm I'm just feeling really good. I can't help myself. I just I'm I'm <laughs> I'm loving life, and I'm on a roll, and we're on a roll because right now. We are about to do the first annual Glovies, the end of the year (laughs) awards for Oregon State. We're calling them the Glovies. There's no going back. It's set in stone. Um, I know this is a podcast, but if you could see us, we're all wearing tuxedos in our individual houses on the Zoom. This is a big big night for everyone.
1: Next year, we're going to have a ballroom rented out to do this. That's black tie formal and all that. And, you know... invitation only but you know who you are if if you're listening to this you can probably come
2: it was gonna happen this year but i want to thank you both for being responsible in covid i know you rented out uh you know the marriott downtown it was gonna be a big deal i appreciate the champagne that you sent me i have my tux on let's get into the glovies
0: perfect and yeah you know i love to see my name up on a marquee that was worth the price alone who cares All right, so how this is going to work is we, Sam and I came up with some end of the season awards. We obviously had to take a couple of weeks off because we're both very busy. We were both experiencing some severe highs and lows after that season. So I think we're both in a much more stable place. Um, we put out the awards to an academy. You know, This isn't just me and Sam picking the awards. We put out voters. We had eight responses. Um, so we're just going to, I'm going to read off the categories. I'm going to read out the nominations.
2: Did Wayne vote? Do you think Wayne voted?
1: Um, we, we should have at, sent it to, I thought of that only yesterday, that I have <laughs> multiple phone numbers of theirs. We could have done that and did not think about it. The yeah. one thing
2: I, I respect about the Glovies, and I've always respected about the Glovies, is the integrity you have with not letting Nick Daschle vote.
0: Yeah. No, we will consider that. <laughs> yeah, we'll never let Nick on here. Um, but I think he is nominated for a couple of awards. <laughs> So with that being said, let's get into it. Let's start off with the biggest award. Well, I don't know if this is the biggest award, but it's it's, it's an important one. Season MVP. This goes to the person most responsible for the Beaver basketball success this year. The nominees were Wayne Tinkle, head coach, you know, a legend, steering the ship to the Elite Eight for the first time since AC Green was in town, the Peyton Years podcast, our podcast itself, what Wayne Queen, uh Tinkle credited with uh breaking the curse, starting the promise season. So we got uh, a nomination. If Ethan Wayne Thompson,
1: did vote, I think he would have voted for us, as well as Marlon Stewart.
0: That is at least what it sounds like when we talk to them. It's very <laughs> true. And then rounding up, we had two players. We had Ethan Thompson and Warth Alatiche. Um, do you guys have any predictions? Anything? What do you think? What do you think going in before I reveal the answer? What do you um, think, Jeff?
2: Well, I think Wayne is at home right now with his fingers crossed, uh, hoping he gets to hear his name called tonight. He just got his extension. This would be a nice cherry on top of the promised season. I, I can't wait to find out who, who goes home with the hardware.
1: I'm guessing Wayne, maybe it's, it's, I, I've got a little bit of bias involved, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Wayne as well.
0: You guys would both be correct. He was snubbed for yeah. Pac-12 Coach of the Year. He was snubbed for National Coach of the Year, wow. but he will walk away with an MVP glovey. Congratulations, Coach Wayne Tinkle. You are the MVP of the season.
2: Now, can we talk the listeners at home through what the the actual trophy is?
0: <laughs> it's, it's just still
1: a still in development, but I can tell you <laughs> this, it is breathtaking. Without going into any further details, it's still early on. In, it's, in uh, it
2: involves, let's just say for the listeners at home, I'll try to paint a picture. It involves a glove, a beaver, and a uh, jar of Reese's Salsa.
0: Yeah, and we're talking a live beaver.
2: Yes, the beaver is alive.
0: One of a kind trophy. <laughs>
2: he want, he really wants out of that jar Before? of salsa. <laughs>
0: before we move on to the next award i just want to point out that the peyton years did actually uh, receive the second most amount of votes for mvp so shout out to the academy for recognizing that our contribution maybe it's not as much as wayne tinkle the head coach of the team but it's definitely up there
2: so and i believe in tangible i'm a member of the academy and i believe in transparency so i will say i did vote for the peyton years podcast
0: you were uh, you were it, not the it, only one
2: it was the one thing that was different about this season so I think it has to be that the podcast is what helped the team uh, just from science. And uh, I noticed also on your ballots, you did allow multiple votes and I considered rigging the system. Uh, but I you know integrity is too important to me. so I did only cast one vote.
0: Uh, we appreciate that. But yeah, you can vote as much as you want as democracy should be. You know that's what uh, that's the only political stance me and Sam will take. Right. It's, it's a niche one, but, but yeah, you'll find it on the Peyton years. (laughs) All right. This is a, uh, this is a highly contested award. There's always hundreds of nominees for this, but we whittled it down to our top. um, Let's see. Five, top four. This is the worst case of beaver bias. Beaver bias as everyone who listens to this podcast know is just the general hate the world and the universe has for the Oregon state men's basketball program. They're, uh, they're they don't have the ability, I guess, to appreciate any good thing they do, and it's a constant source of scern. Um, I don't know. Do you, how am I describing it right? Is that what you guys would say? I th- it's hard to sum up succinctly, but I think that's as
1: good of an explanation as any.
2: I think, um, like the great American poet, the Lumineers once said, uh, "The opposite of hate is indifference," and that is what the Beaver's bias is you are just not not paying attention. It doesn't matter what what you accomplish.
0: All right. So here are the nominees for worst case of beaver bias on the season. We have Ken Palm, the website, the national website that ranks teams, uh, every single team in division one basketball. Ken Palm was nominated for refusing to rank the Beavers in the top 100 for the majority of the season well into February. Second, we have the NCAA itself for making the Beavers fly home at 1:15 a.m. in the morning after the Elite Eight loss. They would not let them sleep after the game. They made them pack their bags and go immediately. That one
1: made me the most depressed of any. You know, I was still I, I was very hungover when I read about that the next morning. Too, it really was kind of just the final.
0: The low for me, as it, the, and almost what was worse than it was the lack of outrage because that really did not get the amount of time in the sun as a story or the anger or fire that it should have been. Like if they had done that to any other team, it's if that uh, happened to Coach K, the world would have paused. The world would have paused. They would have. It would have stood up and took notice. But it happens to the Beavers, and people barely blink their eyes. Um. We have the Three Man Weave podcast, the uh, number one most listened to college basketball podcast in the world. Who, When I uh, reached out to them early in the season, at the start of the season, to thank them for talking about the Beavers, they went on to say that the Beavers being ranked 110 in Kempom in the preseason was too high. <laughs> they wow. thought we were more of a, a 115 team. And one, last the 125 range, I believe, was the. Yeah. Exactly, that was about ten points too high. And last but not least, uh, it's Nick Dashell, the Oregonian beat writer for the Payton, or uh, not for the Peyton years, for the Beavers. He has some self hate in his titles, but I think we'll all agree that this mainly is about his refusal to acknowledge us at all on any yeah. level, and that's a form of Beaver bias in itself.
2: Yes.
1: Right, and maybe we're showcasing a bit of bias in nominating Nick, but it did it hurt my feelings, honestly. I, I, no one have I tagged more on Twitter than him without response
2: yeah
3: yeah
1: he's big it hurts
2: hurts more with nick because it's he's supposed to be on the right side of history here you know well and i know he sees it too he definitely sees it he sees that and he sees the laundromat all right
0: um, enough inside Nick Natchle jokes. <laughs> right, that was uh, for just us. That was for just us. All right, uh, any predictions on the winner?
2: Um, I I gotta think this is a a very prestigious category with a lot of worthy uh, performances, but I feel like it's gotta be Ken Pomeroy because he was such a nemesis of the Beavers program and this pod in particular all year. And he never really gave in. What did they finish? Forty-two. Or something? They finished
0: forty. They finished forty-third, one spot yeah, ahead of a Utah team that doesn't have half yes. of its roster or a coach.
2: Yes, and then once once you started comparing them to Utah, and he put them one ahead of Utah, a, a team that they had they had beaten. Um, man, it Ken, the fact that he looks like a a dentist that ruined his family's life with a gambling addiction problem. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he's just he really just. He has it out for the pod, and I feel like it's got to be him.
1: It seemed like he was trolling us. The final rankings, I don't know if I was more insulted by the 43 after making an Elite 8, or Utah being literally the next
0: team down, as if he was like one final jab at us. Yeah, Yeah, there is no doubt in my mind that Ken Pomeroy listens to this podcast, and you know what, that's a good thing, because... Congratulations, Ken. You just won the Glovey yeah. for worst case of Beaver bias for the season. My hat's off to you.
2: Wow. Hard one to win. This is, the, this is probably the toughest category of the Glovies, honestly.
0: Yeah, Ken, you had a lot of competition. Pretty much the entire world, Ken. It was so hard to whittle this down to five spots. Can't believe we gave the last one to Nick Daschle, but it had to be done. Hats (laughs) off to you, Ken. We'll be sending that glove and beaver in the mail to uh, whatever address we can find connected to your website very soon.
2: Yeah, Give us a read, Complete. Come on the pod, kid. Explain yourself.
0: he'll, He'll
2: accept his award in person next year.
0: A lot of people have asked me who the dream guest of this podcast is, and they go, it's obviously Gary Payton, right? And I go, no, it's Ken Pomeroy. (laughs) Gary
1: is up there. If you know Gary Payton, please tell him about this podcast. But,
0: yeah, it's got to be Ken at this point. All right. uh, Next up, this is probably my favorite award just because it hits close to home, and that's because it's the Local Legend Award. Now, the Local Legend Award, the best local legend, that's the award that goes to the player or person who isn't a part of the Beaver basketball program at all that we've devoted the most time talking to about this season? Because if you listen to the pod, you know that me and Sam are probably too into Portland high school basketball, the local Portland basketball scene. It's a little, it's a little weird, but we both have reasonable connections to it, so it's not creepy. Um, and so there's a lot of favorites that we always mention and bring up. And here are some of the nominations. Ahmed Ali, the all-time University of Portland great, the GOAT, the man himself, the man who hit the game winner against Oregon State. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Ahmed Ali, so glad to see him get a nomination. We have yeah, Bill Sam, Walton.
2: Sam is actually wearing an Ali jersey right now for the listeners.
0: Under know. my tuxedo, right? It's a, it's a, When I put it on for formal occasions, <laughs> under my formal wear a lot. You say that as a joke, Seth, but I'm legit – buying an Ahmed Ali jersey I've got to go to one of those sites that puts like the name on the back so I can get the Ali there but he's that (laughs) he's that level of player
3: wow yeah
0: he's that level of player ball is life in southeast Portland on Hawthorne make that happen for us yeah (laughs) we have um Bill Walton Blazer legend Pac-12 standout we have Holland Boo Boo Woods Portland State, all-time great. The only good person associated with Arizona State basketball. Yeah, And we have um, Isaac Bonton, the most non-PIL, PIL <laughs> player of all time. The star player for Washington State. You can't get any more Portland without playing in the city of Portland as Isaac. And we got to love him for that. Maybe Charles Jones, who we were discussing earlier. But I, even then, I think Bonton takes it, though. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. That, that David Douglas area is hard to quantify. It's technically Southeast Portland, but it doesn't feel as much as Park Rose. So it's it's tough. Um, only, any only, this
2: po- only this podcast will talk about it.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> the only one. We're the only one uh, brave enough to say it. <laughs> any predictions for uh best local legend?
2: This is hard. I mean, I feel like Bonton... You know, my head says Bonton, but my heart says Ali. This is a tough cat. This is a toss-up for me.
1: I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go with Ali, knowing that I voted for him and knowing that Andy obviously voted for him so that he's got a boost right there.
2: I think I may have voted for Woods as a Portland State alum. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Uh, 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 a tremendous player who just made a, a bad decision transferring to Arizona State. Uh, yeah, I feel goodness. like you know if he could at least walk away with a glovey, this season wasn't a total wash for him.
0: And unfortunately, it is because the best local legend. It was obvious if you listened to the podcast. We're obsessed with him. It's Ahmed Ali, <laughs> the University of uh, the Por- University of Portland, Kobe Bryant, um, the. The man who's doing it for the Somali community in uh-huh. Toronto he's putting them on their back he's in the transfer portal so he's not going to be a local legend anymore oh, but
2: no it was we a beautiful year happened
0: be about him it was a beautiful year we're, oh. we're I can I can make this promise we will get Ahmed on this podcast this summer
1: I promise you that it's gonna be awesome we're gonna Chris Farley show it as much as we did with
0: coach Stewart <laughs> yesterday <laughs>
3: but
1: exactly. he's gonna been-
0: um second place was bill walton so Bill Walton gets a little i want to give bill Walton a tip of the cap for uh predicting most of the pac-12 teams to go to the final four insisting that oregon state was an ncaa tournament team before they went on their pac-12 tournament run somehow in his incoherent rambling he had the best take in all of college basketball
1: maybe behind max fortune Oh yeah, Colorado's free throws record
0: no def- definitely behind that and that was a, a real treat when uh we interviewed coach Marlon Stewart yesterday and uh, it'll be at the end of this podcast but he uh he talked about the free throw take he's like I couldn't believe it it's like yeah Max just sees the world in a different light it's a beautiful Amen. thing for better or worse yeah <laughs> all right this is the last award this is an award that uh it comes in inspiration from Jocelyn Tinkle, when she told us that her and her sister have a most punchable face award that or contest, kind of a, a list that they keep track of at the course of the season, it's who would you punch in the face? No repercussions at all. Um, if you could have one free shot, who would it be? We thought that was such a good idea. We loved it so much that we had to turn into a Glovey Award. And the nominees are, and this is the final award, so get ready. We have... The entire Arizona State team and staff, (laughs) minus Holland Woods. Yes. (laughs) That's a little bit of a cop-out, but I like it. We have the Duck mascot. We didn't even see him this year, but he's seared into our brains. That's always (laughs) always a good one to take a swing at. Huddles, we hate you. You're
1: just Donald Duck. Just because they called you that doesn't mean (laughs) it wasn't copyright infringement for many, many years. But congratulations.
0: We have uh, Ken Pomeroy himself, the man the man with the worst case of beaver bias. And last but not least, enemy of the program, um, probably former Japanese World War II prison guard in a previous life, uh, Houston coach Calvin Sampson.
1: <laughs> Just at like, yeah, he is as evil as um like a, like the, the Icelandic coach in D2 Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. You can just see
0: Calvin Sampson slapping Emilio Estevez's hand with a hockey stick in front of a bunch of 13-year-olds. Right, and then uh, leading young men. Leading young <laughs> men. All right, any predictions for the final award? Who has the most punchable face? Who gets the glovey for most punchable face?
2: Wow. I feel like Arizona State is a front runner in this one uh, based on – my understanding of the podcast universe of the Peyton years.
1: It it depends on if others in the academy share our visceral for Arizona State, because some people don't, and I don't understand that. Like, just watch. How do I explain it? Watch them play a basketball game. Yeah, watch
0: the game. If you don't understand why we hate Arizona State, just watch them play, <laughs> please. We're begging you.
2: <sighs>
0: All right. Well, Seth, you would be correct. The winner is the entire Arizona State team and staff, minus Hall and Boo Boo Woods, of course. We would never, we would never hit you, Boo Boo, but yeah, the entire Arizona State team and staff—they, I gotta say, they worked hard for it. There was not a moment on the court this year where they were not throwing some sort of fit, playing dirty. You know, you really got to take your hats off of them. They worked all season for this award.
2: Yeah, I mean, they did. It is really um, remarkable that it goes from the coaching staff to the players to the athletic director. Just everyone in there is pulling in the same direction. They're all on the rowboat going the same way towards punchability.
0: Oh, I I would even say the custodial staff at the arena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they've
1: got to be insufferable during those games, especially this year. Holland, you, One of my favorite facts about this Arizona State team this season was that Holland Woods was the only player – to um play in every game, and I'm pretty sure that they all got COVID because it's Arizona State and no one is responsible in that all in Tempe, right. Arizona. So once again, shout outs to Holland Woods.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um second place was the duck mascot. So good to say people um still throwing that in there. Ken Palm got one vote. I'm glad Ken didn't win, because I don't I don't want to punch Ken. I wanna. I want to educate him, you know? it's not You never solve anything with violence. I want to bring him in. I want to give him a compliment sandwich, tell him what he's doing well, explain to him what the Beaver bias is, show him statistical representations in his own work, and then again, compliment him on the way out.
1: Sure, I could see that conversation going south, though, and it ending with a big a punch to his, his face.
0: Yeah, I, that's true. Maybe next year, Ken. After We'll see when we get Ken on the pod next year. We'll see what type of glove he's winning at the end of the year. <laughs> Um, Okay, well, that was the first annual Glovey Awards. If you won, um, obviously, thanks for listening. I know that Bobby Hurley's throwing his phone against the wall right now (laughs) because he (laughs) won a team MVP because he thought throwing the season for Arizona State really helped Oregon State in the rankings, and it did. Thank you, Bobby. We appreciate it.
1: Congratulations Um, on their 88th place finish in in the (laughs) final Ken Palm rankings. Top 100, Bobby. Not bad for two All-Americans.
2: Bobby Hurley is not a guy who believes in elections, let's say
0: yeah he's he's not he might be on take with our vote as many times as you want i'm I'm just saying everybody do that (laughs) no sides it doesn't matter um all right everyone thank you so much for listening stay tuned we're going to be right back at it with uh assistant coach marlon stewart talking about the new recruits and kind of recruiting in a pandemic and make sure you check out um assville hosted by Mm. seth and shane brendan very funny are we are we clappers of the week yet do we do we bring you oh, up? Okay, I, hey, we'll I don't wanna proper.
2: I don't wanna jinx it, but I think you have a great shot at the next <laughs> since I'm recording it tomorrow and we don't have anybody else. Right. Okay.
1: I know we're in the mix week to you're, week. You're, That's you're a in the mix. as a glovey for sure. Clapper yeah. of the week is one of a Portland staple at this point.
0: Exactly, it is. <laughs> All right, everyone, check out asville Seth, stay safe. Hope to see you out at a uh, mic when everything is better.
2: Uh huh.
0: Go yeah, Bees forever.
2: Thank you, Sam. Go Bees. Fuck the Ducks. Uh, our first guest
1: to say it. There it uh, is.
2: You oh, turned really? it down the
1: first time. Yeah, I turned
2: it down the first time, and I, I honestly I instantly regretted it. So I was like, <laughs> if, I, if, they, if, they, if they have right. me, if they have me back, I'm going to write that wrong. That's what it's, I told myself.
0: Honestly, Seth, getting someone to say fuck the Ducks on this podcast that's not me and Sam, that's what officially broke the curse. The curse is finally the over. Oregon, is over. It's, a, it's a whole new program. We're so excited for next All year. All
2: right. I'm in, I'm in the transfer portal, everyone. Look me up. Uh, All, <laughs> right. All right. All right. Perfect. All right.
0: Stay tuned for our interview, and thank you, Seth.
2: Uh-huh.
0: All right. We're here with Oregon State coach Marlon Stewart. Marlon, uh, are you enjoying the off season? How are you doing? Oh shoot, I'm doing well.
3: Just trying to uh, try to get our roster done here and on uh, our schedule and all that. But uh, but no, I was uh, got a late start to the off season, but able to get out. The sun's shining here in Oregon, so exploring a little bit and eating some good food and enjoying it as much as we can. There you it's, go. We're not used to it, but it is a good problem to have
1: to be starting the off season at the end of March instead of the beginning of it
3: no it definitely is it's like <laughs> yeah usually kind of got you, you like don't want to make plans so you never make plans and then the season ends and you got like all right shoot what do i do these next couple weeks in march <laughs> but now it's nice to like not have made the plans and like shoot now we're like rolling right into when, when you normally plan stuff for <laughs> there's no break or anything like that so <laughs>
0: uh,
3: for good reason too for sure <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love that. I was kind of curious. So um, because we just went on the you guys just went on the elite eight run. Does that kind of change your summer recruiting trajectory? Does it change the people we're looking at? Does it just give you like a new chip to kind of sell? Or what does it do to the process? Um, it's nice to be able to say, like, to go from like, Hey, you know,
3: we're doing something special here. We got like something special, which we did have something special going, obviously, like you guys knew it was a promise season. We got like, <laughs> it's, it's like something special is happening, but it's nice to be able to say like, Hey, you know, we need to get over the hump and get to the final four and win a national championship and actually be able to say that and have it mean, you know, like we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I, like, when it's a real conversation, um, you know, the kids ears perk up for sure. Um, it adds a little, little bit of extra deal it's nice able. I say it as much as I can I like calling kids that either we don't want or they they're not coming here anyway and so just say it as much as I can <laughs> <It> <laughs>
0: yeah, feels yeah. good <laughs> I love that um so Beaver Nation we did just get I think he's the first uh kind of new recruit of the new season I know we had some people who are signed who are kind of waiting to finish um maybe they're undergrads at different uh, locations but can you talk a little bit about Shoal uh, Marie? Is it Shoal Marie? Am I saying it right or Mariel? So sh- Chole, Shoal, like kind of like almost like SH. So Shoal Mariel. Shoal uh, Mariel.
3: Okay, I may have messed up the last name a little bit, but yeah, Shoal Mariel. Uh, he is probably going to be Bill Walton's favorite player in the league. <laughs> he has got the best personality, like the most fun guy you've ever ever been around. Um, we've really already
1: fallen awesome. in love with him. We watched a yeah. news segment from him in like eighth grade. And, and yeah, we're sold.
3: Man. <laughs> like he is that guy. Like that's who he is to the, I had a kid that um, we were recruiting last year in the portal and then his coach got let go at his new school. So he's actually back in the portal to get a second master's degree. Awesome guy. And we were kind of already done. Like this isn't what he's looking for. And, and we kind of agreed on that. But we're we've become good buddies. And he just calls me randomly and he's like, you guys got show like, He's the one like he just starts going off about how great of a person teammate how much fun he had with him and then also told a story about him hit like seven straight threes in seven straight possessions when the Kentucky coach was there as like a sophomore in high school and the Kentucky coach was like man you can start here today <laughs> like uh, but I was like oh so you' still interested And he's like no 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 Shoals are so awesome I just had to call you man <laughs> like <he's such laughs> awesome <man>. game. <laughs> so no he's uh, he's definitely impacted a lot of people positively on and off the court. Like ever since he's gotten here, and probably before he even got to the state, so we're we're excited about him.
0: Are we going to see any twin towers with uh, Shoal and Silva out there? <laughs> how, how deep are we going to go with I'm, I'm loving the roster, but what's the what's up?
3: You, you can start if you start if you start uh, lobbying for it now. I'm sure it can catch some momentum. <laughs> Actually, Shoal can shoot the three. You know, and Roman's a force down low. Um, And shoot we can get creative on defense i'm sure we could figure something out (laughs) that's a hell of a high low option i mean whoever's getting that pass is
1: not going to have someone that he can't see over for sure no No, we at least gotta
2: see yeah
0: we at least gotta see five minutes of that against portland state or somebody next year and just really give the big guy the business
3: (laughs) well the best part is like guards guards never like you know big guys go through their entire lives until they get to be like 18 19 years old like Asking for the ball and guards never throw it to them. <laughs> well, now you got those two guys and they can just throw it to each other and they don't have to worry about <laughs> giving it to the guards. <laughs> finally, get their payback.
0: <laughs> there you go. I love it. Um, so just kind of talking a little bit about recruiting because uh, we talked to a couple of the people you recruited last year and they said that they couldn't, they couldn't even come in person to visit Oregon State. So, what was kind of the recruiting process like uh, during the pandemic? How do you kind of, how do you recruit people when you can't see them?
3: A lot of FaceTime, honestly, which was to me it was great because it was it was a chance to really get to know them on a different level where, you know, you kind of come on a visit and you're putting on a show and you go to a football game and do the whole deal. But uh, when you just got to get on FaceTime and just talk and it's just you and somebody else, you actually really get get a feel. Um, And it's actually kind of changed the way that I've talked to kids where it's I mean, really, I kind of up front at the beginning about like, you know, we need to figure out if we want to be around each other because <laughs> if I don't like you, then then it doesn't matter. If you don't like me, then it doesn't really matter, you know, and so really getting a feel for each other's people to make sure, you know, like Corvallis really is special and awesome. Like you got to kind of fit this community. Um, so it's really allowed us to get a feel, I think, for guys that, that fit here. Now it'll be nice to be able to have the people here, be able to come watch them in person in Gill Coliseum call because uh, I think that stuff shows through and how they play. So. Yeah, we're excited about all
1: these dudes. I mean, that, that's the one thing that stood out to me when we talked to Xavier is that he seems like a beaver. Like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's not very into. Didn't seem to be overly concerned with media attention and and things like that. But he and he can play and and uh, it's exciting, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it really is fun. I think it really played into our success this year. I mean, you being stuck in a hallway together for like a month. <laughs> you got to like each other, you know, and and our deal kept growing whereas you kind of saw some of the other teams where it was kind of like already dwindling. Uh, and really a huge piece of that is like, obviously coach Tinkle is figuring out guys that fit with him. And I think he's done a good job of that with us as a staff. of uh, We like each other. And so they look down the hall and it's like, wait, those guys like hanging out with each other and they see it all the time. And then we look down there and it, it's kind of, we bring in people like us. Um, we really do our background on really the off the court, not just not getting in trouble, but like, who are you? Like, is there something to you as a person? Um, and I think that stuff shows through on the court. Like it's going to be really fun watching the personalities, but then also the athleticism and the ability, the combination of that's become really fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the camaraderie this year was so noticeable, and I think me and Sam talked about it a lot, but really it was like a strength. That's why I know the team kind of turns over a little bit. I just saw today that De'Aaron Tucker put his name in the transfer portal, and it's like I wish those guys nothing but the best. I know that everyone's just doing what's right for them in their personal situation, but I just loved everyone on the bench and how engaged they were with the whole game, and I thought it was really special to watch. So my hat really goes off to those guys, and we'll miss definitely miss the, having them around the program. Sure. No, um, that's a hard
3: thing to do. I like, that's like I think the thing that gets lost where you guys can kind of see it. But, like, guys are going to have to do what they have to do. But the hardest right. thing is to be still in it while we're doing it, even knowing, okay, at the end of this thing, I might have to do what's best for me. Like, that's just a totally different concept for college basketball that, like, yeah, uh, credit are to, to the guys that, that pulled that off.
0: Yeah. And, and not to talk too much about the players who left, but I was just thinking about it this morning kind of, and I was like, I'm just so impressed by how locked in everyone was for their moment because they didn't know if they were going to get one you know but like Tariq to come in and hit those two big buckets um uh um sorry Tucker had like four blocks against Oklahoma State like (laughs) even uh Franklin had a great block in his NCAA tournament when he got a little running like I'm just really impressed by his ability to stay locked in and so engaged and then when they have the moment to really seize it you know so you're gonna miss those. Games. That's what Coach games.
3: Tinkle's great is—just kind of keeping that consistent, simple message, and really, you know, I think he shows that he actually truly cares. It's one thing to say, like, you know, I care about you, but it's another thing to actually show it every day. And and he does that. And I think you see that, you know, spill over to where the guys are ready because they they see him like loving them, so they're excited for their teammates. So then, when your numbers called, you're ready to go. You know, and at the end of the year, obviously, they got to handle it and, and do it. But like when we're all in in that moment together. I mean, he does such a great job of keeping everybody together and, and growing towards the end of the season.
1: It's just been so cool to like like we were talking about with starting the off season later than we're used to to have these these issues arise where like good kids and good players who we kind of like can't find minutes, really. And it because I think all three of them probably understood that they were going to be in a similar role that they were in half season next year, and they want more than that. but th- these are good problems to have. I mean, usually it's it's guys leaving. Because in the past, in, in previous staffs, before you guys got here, it was guys leaving because they were unhappy um, in their role, even when they were starting, because it's a bad situation. And so it, the the credit starts with you guys, not to just yeah, aggrandize.
3: Yeah, you know, no, I appreciate been that. Doing this a long time, and this is new. <laughs> no, it's no, this is all new to us too. This is different than it used to be. <laughs> like two years ago. But it yeah. uh it, it's kind of the culture of it, and it's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing, it just kinda of is it's the thing, it's what it
0: is. It it is what it is. Um, can we get a little background on the how you guys found Worth? Because Wareth has really become one of our all-time favorite beaters. <laughs> Love his game, it's so entertaining, and just like he seems like such a diamond in the rough to us. We're always kind of like flabbergasted of how he ended up at Oregon State, how he didn't have we know he came to the game late, but like he just seems so under the radar. How did you guys kind of find out about him or is there any kind of like cool story about his recruitment or what's the deal? Um, I mean, I because of
3: the pandemic last year, I um I sat there, I bought a PlayStation 4 <laughs> and uh, I hadn't played video games in like 8 years and I was like, "All right, it's my birthday present. I'm going to start. My birthday's March 16th." So it was kind of like kind of fell in line with it. So I was just sitting there playing Warzone, combing the portal, like googling Every single person and finding everything about everybody, <laughs> I was just that bored. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Shoot, this guy really rebounds it." So then I start watching, and I was like, "Shoot, he like he like he has like rockets in his legs. Like this is crazy. <laughs> this guy's like a trampoline man. Be in my video game. Like it's unbelievable." <laughs> and uh, and so then uh, you know, so I like Google him, find out he's from Houston. I call my buddy in Houston. I was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this kid, Abdul Alatiche?" He goes, "Abdul." Oh, he played for me. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, wait. He played for you. He's like, I was, He's like, you think he can play for you? I was like, no, this guy can for sure play for us. Like, there's no question this guy can play. Like, he can be really good for us. Like, how good do you think? I was like, well, he can be the best rebounder in in our in the country. Like, he, yeah. and he's got, like, skill level. He's got to, like, what's the story? And so he started to kind of explain it, uh, you know. And so then I called the coaches at Nickel State, and they were awesome. <laughs> um, so we kind of – they told us the story of how he got there. It was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Like, it's kind of all—it makes sense, but it's crazy. It shows that like guys who are in my position have no clue what we're doing. We, you know, think a guy like that, like, gets not unseen by 355 schools. Like, as a collective group across the country, we're not good at what we do. Like, this guy's amazing. So, um and it turns out his dad's like great people. We kind of go through the academic stuff, and everything falls in line on and off the court um, in terms of our vision for developing him. Kind of tell him what he doesn't do very well yet, and. Mm-hmm. here's our goal for him academically and, and everything just it lined up because um, he wanted to stay in Texas. He wanted to stay close to home, but uh, you know, I think basketball and, and academics trump geography.
0: Yeah. I do love that about, about him is that like, his parents are so in academics. I think that was kind of the reason why he came late to organize basketball is they just really wanted him to focus mm-hmm. on school. So I don't know, Oregon state's kind of a nerdy school and I just love that yeah. that like lines <laughs> up, you know, no, it's perfect. Play. Yeah. <laughs>
3: No, uh, it was big time because his brothers, I guess, were pretty good too. but They never played. They they kind of they kind of help say like like, hey, you know, mom, dad, we like we, sh- we gotta let Orith play. He's really good. Like we should let him go to a different high school. He doesn't have to do all the community service. He'll still do school. Like he's really good.
0: <laughs> so, uh, they're a great family. Yeah, they're uh, awesome. Sam, do you got any thing else for uh, Marlon? So um, we want,
1: want to shout out Coach Rupp and Coach Thompson as well. Um, but the the reason that we we've been fans of yours is just because we've heard so many players that other coaches shout you out. And um also we want to thank your your mom because she was one of our first Twitter followers and she's a great yeah. fan and she's uh, oh, she's awesome. I'm proud to have you guys as a part of Beaver Nation.
3: I appreciate that. That's um shoot, I've always kind of felt I mean, I was a Coug, I was a Grizz. I like I kinda us cougs, grizz, and and beavers are all kind of similar in certain ways. I right? always felt home here, you know. And so, yeah, shoot, that means a lot. I appreciate you welcoming me. I'm I'm a part of the family already, obviously being a beaver. But no, you guys saying that, you guys are you guys are legends. Everything from the Silva game to the promise season to like <laughs> talking free throw records, like and and breaking it down in a way that like. Outside the box, where I couldn't even think of it like that, is is aw- Honestly, awesome. Like people are like, "How did you get through like that long in the bubble?" It's like, "Well, shoot! Luckily, I hadn't heard any of the Peyton Years podcast before I got in there because I was able to just do laps walking around listening to it, big time."
0: So uh, that's awesome. That was gonna. That was actually gonna be my only question. Like Sam said, we want to shout out the other coaches. You know, Rob Thompson. They do a great job uh cop the director of player personnel joey petchel i've gotten tickets from joey before through a mutual friend they're always great yeah. you know all but yeah we got a little text um from Schofield just saying like hey don't give too much credit to marlon you know it's a team <laughs> game for the coaches so that just kind of got our minds running it's like do the assistant coaches actually talk about this podcast do we is it is it has it ever mentioned it's okay <laughs> it's, it's totally understandable but
3: no you guys have become a topic of conversation like to me, I personally can't wait to hear some of, like, the little things that can go into next season because, like, the term promise season was, like, a regular – became a regular term for our program. You know? <laughs> like, like, we obviously couldn't refer to, like, the Silva game and, like, the others because like, we can't, like, play favorites and our guys right. can't know. Like, we can't, like – like, hey, like, guys, remember the Silva game. We're, like, the second one in Tennessee. Like, you know, we can't refer to stuff like that. But, like, it certainly is like, become part of our – like, you guys are crushing it. All right. I, can't, I can't wait to see what what else comes with this because it, it's becoming a, a, fat, a part of the fabric of the the Beaver program. So we love Roman,
1: uh, but we, Roman put us through it in in November, <laughs> December too. I mean, as he, as he did for all of us.
3: Uh, he, he, he's a legend. He yeah. is. I, I, I'm just glad we're throwing him the ball more. So Absolutely. I'm excited to see him and Shoal together, man. That's that's and then you add Rodriguez into that. It's like three different. Elements where no one has three guys that can oh, can handle those guys.
0: So we're begging for Wayne to throw out one lineup of four, six, ten players, and like either Lucas or Deshaun Davis just jacking up threes. Like we're ready to see it. We want it.
1: <laughs> Have <laughs> yeah, that. Jared and Deshaun throw don't them remind. up, and then you, on those off nights, we're going to get a lot of offensive rebounds next year. <laughs>
3: we can take a page out of Houston's book, just throw it up there and go get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, don't remind <laughs> is, us. Don't that remind that. us. <laughs> I know. I just had to watch it. Finally, parts of it the other day. I was like, "Shoot!"
0: But we did look pretty good. Like once we pulled it together, man, we were pretty no, good. It, but that, yeah. yeah, definitely true. It's so impressive how they. Uh, the second half, I think, was even like no one wants the season we talked about it on the podcast. No one wants the season to end like that, but to fight back and scoring, you know, was not, like, really a, a forte of this team. Like, we're such a slow-paced team that it was kind of more about, like, controlling tempo, it seemed like, from a fan perspective. Obviously, we don't know much as you guys, but, so to be able to come yeah. back and get like that, it was so, it was a really great game to end the season on. Really, like, a proud moment.
3: They're so resilient,
0: and that's, like, probably the you know, probably the most
3: resilient team in the country. And it's funny because you said Scheffler. I was walking to that, like, I become a psychopath sometimes during games. <laughs> but, like, I'm like walking off the court and I look at Scheffler. I was like, You got scissors? He's like, What? I was like, Do you have scissors? She's like, Why? I said, Because these kids are so damn resilient. We're going to come back in like 12 minutes. Like, we're cutting down next. later. <laughs> I just like, walk by. <laughs> you know, he came to me after the game. He's like, Dude, like, like when you said to get scissors, I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, He told me to get scissors. And he's like, Oh, sh- I like, forgot. <laughs> he's like, Oh, no. like, we tied at 55. I was like, Oh, we're going to win. Marlon, like, knew it. I was like, Oh, yeah, no, I was just trying to, like, hide myself up so I could go nuts in the locker room. <laughs> uh, I love that.
0: Coach, no. you're the best. Um, I know you work hard, but enjoy some of this offseason. Don't work too hard. Keep it loose. Uh, and certainly, and- we'll,
3: we'll get this squad together, and, yeah, no, we'll, we'll enjoy it and get and work out and get these guys ready to get back. So
0: I can't wait to get you guys, meet you guys down here in person. Get I you and Gil and to fun it. stuff. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right, Coach. We'll let you enjoy, uh, enjoy your day. Thanks so much for being on.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Later.
0: All right. A big thank you to Coach Marlon Stewart and to Seth Allen for joining us on today's podcast. Those great, really great, fun interviews, both of them. Great fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's great to get back on the Peyton years grind. As much work as we put into this,
0: clearly, you know, <laughs> it's good to get a yeah. break. It's also nice to get back to it. Exactly. Um, any shout outs on our way out? Any shout outs for the season?
1: Um, shout outs to another local legend easily could have been uh, a nominee for the local legend award, but Marcus Sahon has transferred to VCU, which I don't exactly know why, but that just makes so much sense to me. I feel like he's going to do great there and it's, it'll be fun to root for him again because he doesn't play for Washington.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, he's got VCU written all over him. He'll fit really good into like a kind of crafty, smaller guard, uh, ball dominant culture that they got over there. That's a good playing style for him. He's going to get a lot of shots next year. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of shots for sure. Um, and then I guess I'll just shout out. We have a new listener in Morocco. So Beeves and Casablanca, you love to see it. The, yeah. The Peyton years continues to get more global. We've it's, it's up to like seven or eight different
1: places. in in addition to, you know, Portland. Exactly. And if we're more realistic Albany. Well, yeah, we ha- we found out the hard way. We've got a, a <laughs> listener. Shout outs to, whoever, I'm sorry, whoever you were, the Sanium State Beaver, I believe. I apologize if that was the wrong account.
0: Yeah. Shout-outs to everyone. All right. Well, great season. Uh, this was the last season. We'll catch you with some more sporadic ones in the offseason. I promise you we will get Ahmed Ali, and I know no one listening cares about that, but it's a big deal to me.
1: Right. I don't think anyone is is set on this as we are. No one's waiting for it, but it's going to be great. The dude is the man, and and yeah.
0: The exactly. Recording. Well, I guess as always, we'll just say fuck the ducks. Fuck the ducks. Go Bees forever. We'll see y'all soon.